peaceful, isn't it? Now imagine a world without it. That's how it used to be before birds evolved and developed songs, each unique with their own species. Songs and birds are used the same way humans use phrases and words to communicate. And when birds and humans emit verbal sounds and hear them, they use the same areas of their brain to understand what is being said. Birds, when born, go through two phases of song development, the sensory phase and the sensory motor phase. In the sensory phase, birds exposed to male tutor birds form an auditory memory of the song they hear to develop a template. A template is just a perfected or crystallized form of the bird's species-specific song. A species-specific song is a song unique to every bird species where only they can understand and interpret the meaning of it. In the sensory motor phase, young birds continuously practice the song and try to perfect it by singing it as close to the template as possible. That way, they develop a species-specific song. They start off with a variable quiet vocalization known as a subsong that has no element of the template involved. They later start to produce louder, more structured songs called plastic songs. Plastic songs are songs that include a bit of the template song. Finally, after much practice, the birds can sing a crystallized version of their species-specific song, where all of the template is involved. As previously mentioned, birds need to develop a template for their songs to practice from. The template is taken from a male tutor song, meaning without a tutor, birds are unable to develop a perfected species song, and instead, they stay in the subsong phase forever. Although there is a sensitive period of development for learning and perfecting songs, a bird can still learn their song as soon as they get exposed to a tutor even after their sensitive period has passed, leading to a perfect masterpiece. Once their songs are perfected, the birds get ready to use it for mating season. Females tend to favor birds that have perfected their species-specific songs, which is why selection tends to favor the development of their song even after the sensitive period has ended. One example of these birds include great red warblers, in which females prefer males with larger repertoires, meaning they are not just able to perfect their own species song, but also the local dialect of the song in many variations. This aids mate choice for females because the quality of the bird songs indicate the fitness of the male. Now birds don't just sing songs for show, they also have bird calls that are used for socialization. These calls range in pitch depending on the environment they are placed in and are used mainly for territorial defense and danger awareness. Birds tend to use these calls when they sense danger to have other birds get to low ground or hide. They also use their calls and songs to show aggression during non-mating season, just to gain territories. These territories tend to be ones that have a suitable habitat for food during non-mating season and nesting during mating season. Birds do not just sing for humans to make the world sound more beautiful. They actually have a defined purpose to them. So next time you hear a bird song, listen carefully to the purpose that lies behind it. 
this is Alma's Phoebe and thank you for listening to Winging It.